Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Wait. Save me at the end of the, the night. night. Cause he's gotta be strong, strong and he's, he's gotta, gotta be brave, brave and he's gotta be larger than life. That was that took up too much information. Well, yep, it did. It took up twenty four seconds. <laughs> but the thing is, if you listen to the song, you know the words. Basically, it's a hard song to sing a cappella. It is. It is. I'm going a cappella. <laughs> so, what is today's audio shelf talks about? Today. Like we did our villains talk okay. a couple months ago, we are now tackling heroes. Mm-hmm. What makes a hero? And the reason why we're doing this is because we asked several of our Twitter friends. Yeah, almost. Uh, how many do we have now? 800 almost? Yes, almost 800. And we got a lot of resounding we, it, we got three. We got three. We got, we we got, got three, three people back. and two of them were us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of, so we, we got some answers back, but we want mm-hmm. to continue this, have, having this conversation and hope that you guys hear it and send us your answers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we really want to know when we ask things on Twitter, we're actually curious. We're, we're very curious and like, we're not like those horrible teachers that you had in high school that, you know, said no, except we're not accepting any late work. Yeah. There's, we, we will take your late yeah, work. There's literally no wrong answer here. Exactly. So to start off, um, we want to make a note that heroes are very tricky. Mm-hmm. They are kind of bordering on the potential to be a villain. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, a villain could very easily be a hero. A hero could very easily be a villain, just depending on the lens that you're looking at for them mm-hmm. so they balance a very fine line and it's easy for a hero to make a move and suddenly be in villain land like with an example is marvel civil war okay with captain america and iron man i have not yet seen it i haven't seen it either but i remember all the trailers mm-hmm. and i i looked up like what it was about and it was very politically motivated oh. and it basically ended up being two teams one wanted the freedom for the heroes. The other one wanted there to be some sort of control. Mm-hmm. And so they clashed. And it was really like, whose side do you fall on? Yeah. That's kind of like Freddy versus Jason. Yes. Because Freddy was the ultimate villain in the movie. Right. Because he was trying to kill Jason's like camp counselors. And Jason's like, no, this is my realm. This is my camp counselors to kill. And I'm going to protect my camp camp counselors yeah. in order to kill them later. But yes. right now we're going to protect them. So Jason was the hero. Exactly. But then other people could look at Freddy being the hero because Freddy was just doing his job. Yeah, he was just doing his job. He had a, he had a clear motive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting that, you know, it can be applied also to what, you know, heroes do. It can be applied to villains. Yes, it can. I mean, you, you think about the tropes that go with villains. Mm -hmm. There's usually a love interest that they're linked to that their origin story is usually because that person died. Yeah. I mean, like Doc Ock and Spider-Man and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like his wife died and then suddenly he went off the rails. Yeah. And and you kind of don't blame him. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to say, Oh, he's not, he's doing poorly, poor, he's making poor decisions, but he was in a corner. Yeah. He felt like he had to. Yeah. 
some of the other hero tropes that we thought about and we had written down were it was the tragic event that sparked their heroic nature. Yep. Um, it doesn't have to be tragic in like the kind of true definition of the word tragic, mm-hmm. but um, for example, in Simon versus the Homo sapien agenda, agenda mm-hmm. it's not so much that like a loved one died, it's just that he's being threatened with exposing his sexuality. Yeah, he was he was he was outed and that yeah. was tragic for him. And so now he had to come up with this idea of like, okay, so now I'm out there. Mm-hmm. How do I make myself appropriate or how do I how do I give a positive message to all the other kids out there? Yeah. That might be struggling with the same thing, yeah. but wouldn't need to have their sexuality held over them mm-hmm. like a looming threat. Because let's be real, that should never be something that's bullied. Yes. At all. Um, do you want to handle the next yeah, one? Yeah, sure. So an- the other one is high intelligence. Because I-, I like mm-hmm. this one. Because yeah. there's always a member in the group that is smarter, wiser about the given situation. Yeah. So there's always a leader. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the leader is... You know, even though sometimes that people will protest the leader mm-hmm. and kind of like say, oh, no, you know, you're not in charge of us. But essentially they kind of are because they are they have a plan. They have agenda. They have goals for the rest of the group. Yeah. And it reminds me of things like I don't know why it keeps pop- popping my head, but like Bird Box. Everyone was looking at Sandra Bullock's character in the movie to lead them and she was just like I'm in the same situation as you guys yeah. but I just have a little bit extra of a street smart because I'm, mm-hmm. I am was a recluse yeah. and I know how to be a recluse and you need to be a recluse with this kind right. of problem yeah she had that power because that's something that she lived mm-hmm. and so she was able to apply that and turn into a leader even though like you said she only had a little bit extra of intelligence with it Yeah, but it was enough to make it high intelligence exactly so that she was the hero mm-hmm Usually, moving on to the next point, there's a flaw that can be exploited by a villain. Oh, yes. There's Superman. usually a flaw that can be exploited by the hero. Mm-hmm. With Superman and Kryptonite. Mm-hmm. There is that flaw. Yeah. We see a lot of these within, like, actual comic book heroes. Oh, like, yes. A lot of these fit into that. And you kind of have to really look at your book heroes for this. Mm-hmm. Um, With the Hunger Games, the, the flaw in... Uh, Katniss is that she doesn't want to be the hero. Yeah, and that she and she has this commitment to her family. Yeah, even though her family has been through so much trauma. Yeah, her commitment to her family is the flaw that the capital wanted to exploit. Yeah, and just it's a a personality weakness in her. Mm-hmm. But it's not even a weakness. Is that she cares yeah. so much mm-hmm. and. But that also is usually what sparks the hero to continue on. So at first, the weakness is usually results in the downfall of a hero, mm-hmm. like mid book, mid movie, whatever you're reading or, or looking at. And then it's that same flaw that pumps them up. Yeah. And that character aspect is something that viewers and readers all want to aspire to be. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I... I who doesn't aspire to take up for their little sister right when they when she got unexpectedly picked for this mass murder game oh my god <laughs> like of course it's you're gonna, such a problem yeah it's like you definitely want to take up for your family like that way yeah um i'm trying to think of another idea of like a, a hero that has made like inspired me as a reader um another one for me is um it's it's an interesting one in the wicked deep 
Oh, okay. All where right. that character is the villain. Yes. And then she does something heroic at the yeah. end. And it's it's a flaw. It's it's a weird flaw. Like that's a weird one. I don't know why it comes to me, but just like it's a weird hero villain relationship because she is both the hero and the villain. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she still has that flaw, which is the fact that in her past that she is mentally blocked, she's the, the, the villain. Yeah. And so that is used to exploit her and try to bring her to being villainous again. I agree. Mm-hmm. By her sisters. Mm, that was a good example. I I don't know why the wicked. I mean, hmm. maybe it's the title. I maybe, don't know. maybe. But it's an interesting one to look at. And also another one is um, Practical Magic. Oh my god, yes. The flaw that can be exploited by the villain in that is just the the sister's um bond. Yeah, the sister's bond. Mm-hmm. And that's what he, the the guy does try to exploit in that. Yeah. And also books, you know, we might not even love the books, but there's some books like The Grim Lovelies where you know, we want to be the badass. We want yeah. to be the quiet one that like overcomes all these obstacles in order to save her friends. Yeah. And so there's a part of us that has this wish and desire to be better. And I think the heroes bring that out in us. Yeah. And so it's not even so much like a flaw. Again, kind of like how tragic isn't really the true definition of tragic. A flaw could just be a connection to somebody that if that connection's broken, the, the person will feel the downfall or if that if that connection is used to be avenged, mm-hmm. then that's something that like we aspire to. And we're like, yes, if yeah. somebody were to knock me down in the same kind of way, I would want to avenge the person that I love mm-hmm. in that in that kind of sense. I agree. I agree. Um, so the next point that we have is knowledge of the villain that only they can use to defeat them. Mm-hmm. So. I like the example that you gave here is that Harry Potter is the, kind of the essential example. Yeah. But he throughout the whole series, he comes up with or he has this internal knowledge of like how to defeat this horrible villain that everyone's so scared to even think of or say their say his name. Yeah. Whereas he's like, I'm not scared because I know what's going to destroy him. Yeah. And he learns it throughout the whole series. Yes. So it's awesome to kind of have that or like back up a hero where you know that they they are intelligent, they're smart, but they're brave. Yeah. So brave enough to kind of defeat someone that everyone is scared of. Right. And it really pushed um, Voldemort in this case because even though he still achieved what he was pursuing in becoming a real wizard again and mm-hmm. not just like an egghead on top of somebody's hat with no nose with no nose and being gross and stuff mm-hmm. um he still achieved it but because harry potter like shook him up so much and destroyed all of the horcruxes that he could um he didn't secure another way to to ensure his survival mm-hmm. and so voldemort came back and he was weak and it was something that Harry Potter was able to destroy because he had knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. So another one that goes with um, the Harry Potter example a little bit more is the deep friendships. Because mm, the three, Hermione, Ron, mm-hmm. and, and Harry, you want you want to yeah. cheer for them. Yeah. And I would say that each of them is a hero in the sense of the story. Hermione has the high intelligence. Mm-hmm. Harry has the inside knowledge. And Ron is 
just Ron? <laughs> he has, he's loyal. Comedy? Lo- loyal? loyal? I don't know. Ron's don't weird. Know. Ron's weird. They probably could have just... J.K. Rowling will probably write him out of the entire series eventually. She'll just be like, he was a figment of Harry's imagination. He didn't actually exist. He was also gay. That's true. I mean, uh, girlfriends just adding things on like it's left and right. I'm trying to think of another series with Simon. Simon has the deep friendships. Um, yeah, there was, you know, what's I feel like anything that we we just read. Let's talk about before the broken star. Before the, the deep, broken stars, yeah. The deep friendships with there, even though they weren't like super close throughout mm-hmm. their journey, they became close. And yeah. at the end, um, Everly was just like, "These are my girls. Like these are my friends." Yeah, and then uh, even in Letters to the Lost, yeah, there was a deep friendship there. Yeah, um, it's a lot of it's a lot of things, and uh, even the book that I just finished, um, every moment after. Yes, thank you. Uh, we read a lot of books nowadays. <laughs> we do. Um, there, that's about two best friends who are dealing with grief in different ways, and they are each other's rock. And so yeah. it's these really like deep friends, and it that's not a book that's so much like there's a hero, like you need to have someone save the world, mm-hmm. but it's you need to have someone save you. Yeah, and that's exactly. where that deep friendship comes in handy. Exactly. Hmm. Good examples. Good examples for you, too. Good examples. Yes. So then typically there's also a love interest. Mm, love interests are big. Right. Especially in YA. Yes. Because they always got to have someone mm-hmm. fi- fiending over some, someone else or even yeah. like enemies to lovers kind of situation. Fiending? You know, like fiending, like, <laughs> I want them. I want them so bad. Or is that pining? I think that's pining. Yep. I think I used the wrong <laughs> word there. You like mixed like feigning and fiend. Yes, I think I did. (laughs) It's okay. We screw things up all the time. Exactly. We are not heroes of the dictionary. (laughs) Okay. But but there's always a character that's pining over someone else. Yeah. And it's really annoying. It's sometimes very annoying. It's it's like sometimes heroes don't really need need all that. No, because it's like it's a deep adventure. It's high fantasy, Mm. crazy adventure. I mean. The one that I have listed first is Katniss with Pita Bread and Gale. Oh, girl. Dorothy Gale. Seriously. <laughs> like, the girl had time for a love triangle yes. while she's trying to, one, save her sister, and then, two, take the capital down, and then, three, go through this crazy freaking obstacle mm-hmm. course where you have to murder other kids. I feel like, personally, throughout the Hunger Games, everyone was like, are you Team Pita or are you Team Gale? And I was like... Team Gale is not a thing. Gale like, is never going to be a thing. Gale is never going to be a thing. Stop trying to make Gale happen. Because <laughs> goddamn, The only Gale that's important is the Oprah's best friend. Okay? Yes. Yes. Right. And so like even in the beginning, Katniss was like, this ain't going to work, Bill. No. Like you're like my brother. So no. it ain't going to work. I'm going to peace out Girl Scout. Yes. With some pita breads. Yes. Bread is the ultimate. You can survive off of bread. You can't survive off of gale winds. Yes, exactly. And going back to Harry Potter, I know we keep going back to them, but like, really, bish. Oh, God. He did not need a love interest. He did not need a love. And he did not need Ginny Weasley. No one needs Ginny Weasley. No one needs Ginny. Ginny can go somewhere. Free Ginny. 
gosh. Lock Ginny up. But like Harry Potter. I, I would, want that snake, that basilisk to come and eat her again. Because yes. she was useless. Ugh, useless. I would rather Harry Potter be the creepy old man that grew up mm-hmm. with no love interest. Mm-hmm. And he was wise. And he just was an o- Aurora. Uh-huh. Yeah. By himself. Yeah. Living with cats. Yeah. I'd rather ha- Harry Potter be that. I would rather Harry Potter have that than Ginny Weasley. Because seriously, it's she it, besides the fact that sleeping with his friend's sister, that's not really the point of that. You can have relationships with whoever you want. You can fall in love with whoever you want. It does not matter. But the problem I have is that Ginny was actually one of the worst characters in that book. She was stupid. She was pointless. She, got, she kept getting her, everyone in trouble. Yep. She was not funny. She was not Correct. smart. She was not interesting. She was not interesting. And she came out of nowhere. Like Harry was in love with Cho. Yes. Why can't he be with Cho? It's so offensive. They just whitewashed that situation. They really didn't did. They? they really did. They wanted ginger kids and that's all they wanted. Oh my God. Because all of a sudden it was like, oh, Ginny. Oh, come home in the seventh book and I, I want to make out with your sister, Ron. Yeah. It's like, whoa, she is way too young for you, Harry. It's like, calm down. Calm down, Ugh. Harry. God. Let's talk about the dragons. Oh, yes. Dragons are our dra- favorite thing. The dragons are favorite thing. Not. This is another love interest <laughs> that we have listed. <laughs> but I love the dragon's relationship with Khaleesi. Yes. And it, she is the mother of dragons. And we don't take that, that term lightly. Correct. Just she was she's able to call them and she's like, and they just come. <laughs> Here, boy. Come on, boy. And I just I love that powerful. Like that was another deep, deep relationship. Yes. That's that what makes that's what makes Khaleesi such a strong hero is she is able to control something that no one ever could possibly think of controlling. It's a power and it's a love interest that is very deep, even though people have been fighting for this throne for seven seasons now. Yeah. And every time, every time they come to that screen, they're like, oh, my God, is that really a dragon? And Khaleesi's like, yes. And then it eats them. My favorite quote from the premiere of the new season was was um, Sansa was like, she was just like, well, what do dragons even eat? Like, we have no money and we have no resources for food. People. And Khaleesi turns around, they like focus on her and she was like, because the last question was, what do they eat? And Khaleesi was like, anything they want. <laughs> like, <laughs> duh. Duh. They and- they get a full bucket of KFC chicken. Exactly. Like, all to themselves. <laughs> and so I just I just love how even Khaleesi, that just that sarcasm was just like, yeah, what do you think they eat? Like, they're yeah. my babies. Like, I know what they eat, but they trust me enough. Does she baby bird them? Yeah. Oh, yes. In the beginning, she's like. Ooh, yeah. Because they were just baby dragons, right? Yeah. Ooh, that's cute. So cute. So cute. Um, the next love interest we have is a classic one. We mm. see it all the time in every new movie that comes out, every new video game, yes. every new movie. Like I just said, comes out. Yep. <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, of course. Let me guess. MJ. Or Gwen Stacy. Of course. Depending on the timeline that you hop to. Yep. You're just going to hop to it. Yep. Um, you can either run into MJ or Gwen and there's... No in between. Yep, no in between. And it doesn't matter if he's poor, famous, completely the world's dying of a rare virus. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be trying to get that love interest back. He's going to try and get that MJ 
Gwen Stacy ants. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Basically. So the next one I love is because it's it's a really good example of a lover or a enemies to lovers kind of situation yeah. where you're just rooting for them even though you know they're toxic for each other. Mm-hmm. But it's Jude from The Cruel Prince yeah. and Prince Carden. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's that's a really good example. but And it also makes sense. Like these these other ones that I wrote down, like some of them don't make sense. Some of them are like, wow, okay, you were really fighting for your survival and you still had time to fall in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Let's, yeah. We don't need romance in every single thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Jude and Prince Carden, it was one of those things where, like you said, enemies to lovers. Yeah, because they need each other. Yes. They need each other to kind of one up each other mm-hmm. in the sense of one upping everyone else. Exactly. And so they they just... They work. Yep. Yeah. And then you you want them to make out with each other and you want the movie to be made so you yes. can see them physically make out with each other. Exactly. You get creepy up in here. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like this list that you made for notable heroes in pop culture. We already went over a couple of, of them with Katniss and Harry and Spider-Man and Jude and the dragons, but there's a couple other ones. Also, Simon. Yeah. But there's a couple other ones you have on here. Yeah. Want to talk about them, please? Yes. So the first one that we we have that we come to after all of the ones that we have just discussed mm-hmm. is Evie Oddly. <laughs> Who is that? I was gonna. <laughs> if you don't know who Evie Oddly is, come on now. Yeah, she's from RuPaul's Drag Race this season. Yes. And she is a. A beautiful queen, beautiful, interesting queen. Very interesting, very dynamic. Yes. Doesn't produce a lot of collagen or produces too much collagen. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's wrong with her bones, but. But her head is like really wrinkly. Really wrinkly. It looks like her brain is showing. Yeah. But it's it's just really interesting and it lends itself to her name, which Mm -hmm. is Evie Oddly. I have her on here because she is. Actually, the hero of the season. Her in Brooklyn Heights. If you think about it, yes. Because she's always like, I'm, I want people to be real. Like, mm-hmm. I'm fighting for this season yep. to be a real season. I want to face yes. hard queens. Yes. And if you're being, if you're here to, for a showboat, that's not what we're about. Right. And I, she's here to kind of take back that idea of drag. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. She- yes, I might not probably be her friend in real life. But I'm definitely someone that's rooting for her. Yeah. Because she's around all these other fake bees. Yes. And she's pointing out the obvious that I feel like all of us say every single season, which is whenever a queen goes into the bottom, they're like, I don't care if I get in there every single week. I will lip sync until I am the last one standing. And it's like, you don't want that because do you really think RuPaul's going to choose a queen that has been in the bottom the entire time and hasn't shown the the talent, the uniqueness, the, the nerve. nerve, the talent. Did and I ever say talent? Yep. Yep. What's the the seed? The courage. What's the is courage? Courage? No. no. Cunt. Cuntiness. <laughs> but charisma. Charisma. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> if you don't sing the song, you don't know it. Right. <laughs> you really don't. Mm. But charisma. Yes. So it's just. It's one of those things where she's not into making memes. Uh huh. She doesn't care about her YouTube fame after this of yep. just making weird jokes and songs. Yeah. She cares about the right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what I enjoy greatly about Evie Oddly. 
I, I agree with that one. And also you have June mm-hmm. from The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. And she's a great hero as well because, you know, she's put in this horrible predicament that, you know, society has placed her into. And you just you just want her to escape. You just want her to get out. And as a viewer and a reader, because we read the book as well, mm-hmm. you just want a better tomorrow for poor little June. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just want it to be okay for her. And that is something that in the book is not as frustrating as it is in the movie or TV, the TV show. Yeah. TV show is highly frustrating because you she gets so many chances to be out and to be away. And then it, she just keeps getting dragged back in. Yeah. But it's because she has to be the hero that mm-hmm. the other handmaids need. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So if you have any other heroes that you feel like would would kind of make a perfect fit for this Audio Shelf Talks episode, we want to hear them. Yeah. We want to hear them through our Twitter messages and our tweets and our Instagram comments and our Facebook comments. We want to hear them all. Yes. And you can find us on all of those social medias. We are at Audio Shelf Me on Twitter, at Audio Shelf on Facebook, at Audio Shelf underscore podcast on Instagram. And on our bookstagram, where you can also leave comments, you can find us by searching Audio Shelf in the search box and we will pop right up at the top. Yeah. And if you also want to provide more support to our show and make us grow and become better, we have a Patreon. And that Patreon can be found if you just Google Audio Shelf Patreon and look at all the different tiers that we have and all of the kind of the positive things that we're doing on there. You get Mm -hmm. episodes early. And all you got to do is donate a dollar if you have it. Yeah. But if you don't have a dollar, we just love that you listen to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much. We can't wait to bring another interesting talks episode your way. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new podcast episodes every Monday and Thursday and YouTube reviews every Wednesday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Thank you.